Hi guys and welcome back to the In Fact Fanatics podcast with your host Jordan Renton. We're back again with episode 34 of the podcast. It's been a long time since you heard our voices, but I've got to say it's good to be back. Um, and I'm back with one of my co-hosts and that's Theo. Theo, how you doing, mate? Yes, I'm, I'm doing good, thank you. I'm struggling with the heat, but uh, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. It's been a long time and uh, yeah, we had a cracking summer. Uh, a little frustrating in the end, agonising as well, but overall it was a brilliant tournament and I'm so excited for the new season as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're definitely excited for the new season, but obviously we're, this main episode, this today's episode, is on the Euros. Um, we've obviously, we do apologise to all of our listeners for the lack of content we've brought um, over the month, but I think you can excuse us. Obviously, we're, we were really excited to watch the games ourselves, um, taking the atmosphere, Theo especially, obviously, you would have been focused on your the home nation. Yeah, and, I just would like to say to the listener, um, I'm not sorry because I have a life and I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> so there you go. Fair. No, but we do apologise as a, as a whole that we, we want to bring more content. But we're back again. And yeah, we'll, we're, we're going to cover, obviously, the tournament because we've not done so. So it, we'll just go through, um, through the tournament, really, through each uh, team and through the groups as well. So um what we're going to do is we're going to do this in two parts we're going to do it part one we're going to probably cover the group stages and in part two we'll cover the round of 16 the quarters the semis and then the final um but to start us off we'll go with group a and obviously we'll, we'll cover this team in more detail in the late, later episode but that's italy theo obviously they won the tournament but going to the team as a whole they they, they chounced their group they've done amazing um getting three wins from th- or three wins from three games um, yeah, they, they couldn't have done much better, could they? No, the, and they, the, talking about the group stage in general, the three games they played, especially opening night against Turkey and against mm-hmm. Switzerland, it was domination from them. You know, they didn't concede a goal the whole group stage. Mm-hmm. The the attacking was so fluid. Um, and just from the get-go, they, they were fantastic. They were a joy to watch. The star of the, the whole group stage... Uh, in general, and also especially for them, was was Leonardo Spinazzola. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, the guy was absolutely fantastic. He, he was brilliant. He was he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some star performances as well from him. I thought uh, G, um, Di Lorenzo was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I thought that um, Locatelli, he was very good in the group yeah. stages as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiesa didn't feature very much in the group yeah, stage. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask uh, you about. Obviously, he, he came later in the tournament. We'll, we'll obviously cover his quality in the later stages of the tournament. But I've got to say, Spinazzola, I think he was fantastic. I think he's really shown himself to be a quality uh, wing-back, really, um, because he's kind of converted himself at Roma, hasn't he, from like a left-mid-left wing to a left-back. Um, and he's, he's done that really well. So um, he really suits that role. And I'm quite excited to see him under Jose Mourinho. I think he's going to be quite an exciting prospect um, in that Roma side. Um, and I think if Jose looks at his quality throughout this tournament, um, obviously got later uh, injured later on. But looking at the quality in the group, group stages, he was fantastic. And a real I, can't, on the pitch. I can't stress enough how good he is. <laughs> he's a right-footed fullback who's mm-hmm. good with both feet. And the thing with him is two things. He drives at his man mm-hmm. and do you notice how he floats about all the time? The yeah. positions he picks up. Mm-hmm. He is world class. He's a he's an elite player who's who's been uh, under the radar for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely has. And we've got to talk about the centre-backs. Centre-backs, I think, are crucial to, to Italy. Um, obviously, 
Giorgio Chiellini, the older one of the two, but Leonardo Bonucci as well. They, they were both fantastic. Real rocks at the back. Obviously, as you said, they didn't concede. And with Gianluigi Donnarumma and Net, it's, they, they were just unbreachable, really, weren't they? Um, and it, it just shows, though, a lot of people were saying, are they too old? Are they getting old enough? Should they be bringing the likes of Romagnoli into the side? But it just showed that they, they were still capable um, of being the commanded centre-backs that they've been for for so long. Um, and it obviously drove them right to the final and to win the tournament in the end. So um, what was your, what's your opinion of them? And do you think this is obviously their last tournament or do you think they're, they'll stay in for, for the World Cup? They, they were immense, uh, let's just say. What was so impressive as well was Chiellini got injured against Switzerland mm-hmm. and also in the Wales game, he made loads of changes. And whether it was a Serbi, whether it was Rafael Toloi, whether it was Pessina in midfield, every player who came in looked perfectly well-suited. Mm-hmm. And that's testament to the manager. I think Benucci and Chiellini will do one more. I think they'll bow out at the World Cup simply because it's only a year away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it'll be a very sad day. But in particular, Chiellini. Uh, mm-hmm. Benucci's always been a, a good centre back, but Chiellini is is and has been an elite centre back for a mm-hmm. very long time. Yeah. And they are two players who, when they're together, they're, they're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Out of the certainly side, do you think that anyone flattered to deceive? I would say Chirio Mobley, maybe looking at that, he did yeah. okay at points, but again, I think when you see him for Lazio, he's just so much more commanding and, and lethal in front of goal. But I just felt that some of the times it was just, it was a bit lacklustre. And, and you could see that Mancini wasn't happy because he was bringing him off for Andrea Bellotti um, or Chiesa even um, at times. So I think he was, wasn't the best. Um, and I think, he I mean, we're, picking, to... at, we're yeah. picking at straws here. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. We are. For me, I thought Florenzi was very poor first half of the game he played against Turkey. The minute Di Lorenzo came on, different game. Mm-hmm. I thought Berardi was pretty average at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and the decision they made, which we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. won them the tournament mm-hmm. with a the player they brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also fought Marco Verratti uh, mm. when he came in. He was a bit... Yeah, he, he, was, was a bit mm. he did come off an injury, which is the, 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 mm. the thing early on in the tournament, he, he picked up that injury. Um, and I do think that maybe affected them. Um, as you said as well, Locatelli, I've got to say, I, I'm surprised that he was dropped from the team as well later on. Um, and Wolves are going to cover that. It, it wasn't a mistake because they went and won the tournament. But do we think that he could have been a better option to the likes of, I don't think Barella had a great tournament. I think he was decent, but he wasn't anything. What he's done at Inter, I think, is completely, is so much better. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that's the one thing as well. And when you look at, I think Jorginho was a metronome in midfield. I think he was the best out of the three, uh, personally, well, as well as Locatelli, but I think he was the best out of the three. But yeah, um, in my opinion, do I think that the likes of Verratti and Barella should have played the amount that they did? Probably not. Um, and I don't know, do, would you agree with that? Do you think that yeah, likes Locatelli should have played more? I think Locatelli was very unlucky to find himself out the team. Yeah. Uh, especially in the first game against... Um, uh, was it Austria, Austria mm-hmm. um, etc. I thought he was very unlucky. However, look, yes, Mancini won it, of course. So it, it, whatever he decided was correct. Mm-hmm. But talking from a group stage point of view, mm-hmm. I was surprised to see Locatelli play so little after mm-hmm. how he performed. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we'll move on to the next team because we'll also cover Italy more in detail in their actual games leading to the final. Um, but looking at 
another team in that and that in that group, Wales. Do you think that they um, proved everyone wrong? And and you got this one right as well. You predicted them to come second, and they did still. Yeah, the, the group stage, Wales were they were fantastic, taking the games one at a time. Switzerland yeah. game, they were not the better team, but mm-hmm. to nick a goal the way they did, yeah, was fantastic. Keep as well, yeah, it was. An, it they was demolished, great. demolished Turkey. They were all over them and it was fascinating to watch. Link up between Bale and Ramsey was awesome. I thought Dan James had a superb tournament. Daniel Ward in the goal was mm-hmm. fantastic as well. Watch, yeah. And also um, Connor Roberts at yeah. fullback, mm-hmm. he played really well. And then the game against Italy, Italy were a class above. However, I think we're forgetting that Gareth Bale did miss a very, very easy chance at nil nil mm-hmm. yeah. late on. Yeah. So Wales in their group stage performance especially with the, the travelling they had to do to Baku, yeah. I, I, I thought they were very good. Mm-hmm, definitely. And that first game, obviously, no one wants to go to Baku. Um, and I think I think even UEFA have decided they're never going to be doing this concept again of all over the all over Europe. Um, so I think that's kind of makes sense. But um, I've got to say that they, I watched that game and I thought Keith Moore, I thought he was fantastic. I think he was a real uh, hold-up for them. Um, done really well, brought the likes of Dan James and Gareth Bale into the game, uh, into their games. And I think it just shows you as well that if you have a solid, even defence as well, obviously you mentioned Danny Ward there, but they had Joe Roden at the back and Chris Mepham. I thought that they, really solid centre-backs, Ben Davies at left-back as well. Um, they've got a solid team and I underestimated Wales. I thought that their uh, World Cup success or the, the, was it the last Euro, sorry, their last Euro success, I thought was a bit fortunate, um, but it just shows that it wasn't It wasn't just a fluke. And they, they've, they've progressed, um, I would say, or sustained that progression um, that they had done in the last Euros. Um, looking at the next team, Switzerland, I thought Switzerland were quite good. I don't, I don't think, I think the one thing they lack is a striker, an out-and-out goal scorer, uh, goal scorer in their games. Seferovic was quite poor and Bolo wasn't great. Um, but the defence and Jan Sommer, I've got to talk about him. You're a huge fan, Theo, of Jan Sommer, but he kept them in games. Obviously, we'll, we'll obviously talk about them um, in the latter stages and, and what he done for them. But yeah, I think him and the defence, they're just a, a testament to that to that team. Yeah, I mean, I, I am a fan of the Swiss. I really am. I, I think what was so funny was how bizarre they were in the group stage. The fact they only got four points mm-hmm. is both a shock and also, like, I'm surprised they didn't get more. Against Wales in the first game, I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. In Bolo, he was unbelievable that game. That was mm-hmm. the one good game he played. Mm-hmm. Um, against Italy, they got torn to shreds, but they didn't try. They didn't They didn't try and get behind or whatever. Yeah. But against Turkey, I mean, Seferovic, Shakiri. They were they were fantastic. The thing that I liked about them, the players I'd shout out for them, I thought their best player was um, Nico Alvedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeez, he was brilliant. So was Akanji, mm-hmm. um, and also Shaka played really well. Mm-hmm. And the one player who I was very impressed with, even though he was offside more times than I've had hot dinners, was uh, Gasinovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instant yeah. impact in most games. He was he, he was. Yeah. A, I think he had about four offside goals as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, but. What the you're right, they're missing a striker, but mm-hmm. they they went for it, they went for it, and I was impressed. I, I think they did in the group stages, I was impressed with them. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got to say as well, Kevin and Babu as well. I've been a huge fan of Kevin and Babu, and he was right up. Um, he was almost playing as a right winger rather than a right wing back. He was almost a right winger in that team. Um, and I've got to say, uh, I am a huge fan of him and Elvedi as well, as you mentioned, um, and Akanji as well. But I've got to say that, yeah, they've done well. Uh, Switzerland, but as they say, I think they lack in some of their areas of attack. Um, they need to look for for different players, or they need the likes of Mbolo to step up more um, on a regular basis. And go to the last team in that group, Turkey. They're just they were just poor man. Um, I, we I got this completely wrong. Um, I was expecting much more from Turkey, uh, but Yilmaz wasn't the same. I don't think he got the service he needed. Y- Yazici, just, oh, it was just a stinking tournament for him. Um, the one good thing coming out of that team, barely, is Chachir, even though he made some mistakes in goals. I thought some of the saves he made, that especially I remember that one against Italy uh, early on, they tipped over the bar. Obviously, they conceded three, but I don't blame all the goals at his feet. Do you think that he's the one thing that comes out of this team that actually stands out? Yeah, yeah, they were shocking. Uh, absolutely shocking. Shambolic performance. Worst team in the tournament by far. Um, and again, you know, it, it, it's it just looked like it didn't look like a team against Italy. I don't think they mustered a shot. They didn't have a game plan. Um, you, you question it because obviously the, the Turkish fans they they obviously really talk up their team and, and they they think that they're gonna they're going to go really far, but mm-hmm. they were, they were absolutely awful. Um, the one player who stood out for me was um, one of their, um, one of their fullbacks. I think it was the guy who played for Le Havre in the French right. second division. Mm. I thought he was their best player in all the, t- all the games mm. because he, he, he was trying to run for the ball and mm-hmm. in, in all the time and compete, but shocking performance. Your players like um, Suyuncu and Demiral, they need to be looking mm-hmm. at themselves. And Chanelogu, obviously, the inter-AC rumours, it, it didn't help. So, yeah. a tournament to forget for Turkey. Definitely, definitely a tournament to forget. Uh, moving on to Group B, um, I think the one place we should start, um, Denmark and Finland, um, obviously, was one of the early on games. Obviously, the sad news of Christian Eriksen, you, watch, you were watching the game live. I, I, I was a wee bit behind um, on... BBC iPlayer, um, and I've got to say that obviously seeing the scenes, it's it's just a sad, sad sight of affairs. Um, obviously, he's out of hospital now, and and it is positive news in a way for him to still obviously be alive. Because if he had died, it was it would have just been horrible. I don't think the tournament could could almost continue at that at that point. It would just been completely tarnished. Um, and yeah, we, we obviously wish Christian the best. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's sad because we're never going to see him on the pitch again, are we? It was it was horrendous, Jordan. It was a horrible, horrible moment, and it really brought everything in, into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, and I, I just want to say a couple of shout outs to a few people who I thought were outstanding. Mm-hmm. First of all, the people who saved his life. You know, I- incredible. You reacted really quickly, and mm-hmm. the whole footballing family loves you for that mm-hmm. but also Simon Kiar mm-hmm. and Kasper Schmeichel mm-hmm. Kiar he was right over there he was mm-hmm. he was he sorted him out put him in the recovery position etc Michael as well to, to comfort his wife mm-hmm. that as they said at the end we're, we're yeah. brothers mm-hmm. you know and that 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 was beautiful that was yeah. really nice to see and they, they organized the what was well. I, I thought it was shocking by the the media to, to even trying to to film that I thought it was. It was. It, it, 
it, it was. We, we won't obviously go into it because because mm -hmm. I you know it's 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 distressing to even think about it. Mm -hmm. But again, to Denmark and Finland fans as well, yeah. the, the the love they showed and to the Belgian players mm -hmm. in the second game as well. Yeah, that was fantastic. And really, mm -hmm. all that matters out of the whole tournament, all that matters mm -hmm. is Christian Eriksen was okay. That's all that matters because yeah. he is, he's a legend. He's a brilliant player. He's mm -hmm. wild us for years. Yeah. Um, but we'll, 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 but yeah, glad he's, I'm really glad he's okay. It was yeah. shocking yeah. to watch. Yeah. And I think it's shocking as well that the game got played yeah. uh, afterwards as well. I thought, I thought it was really poor from you. There's a circumstances that, that change the, I think just them kind of circumstances should be altered for things like this. Um, and it, it needs to be looked into because, those players weren't ready to play on. They were they weren't ready to 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 come back on. Um, even if even if they decided to take that twenty four hours, they were still not ready to, to step foot on a football pitch. In my opinion, sure. um, and it was it was it's incredible how far they actually went Denmark. So um, yeah. all credit to the to their players to obviously Kiar as you mentioned Schmeichel, um, and obviously the the medical staff as well. Um, we'll talk about Denmark later on as well though uh, in the in the other episodes when we when in terms of their journey uh, to the semi-finals. Um, but we'll talk about Finland now. Um, I thought they, they proved a lot of people wrong. Obviously, they got their three points from that game. Um, but I don't think they were as bad as a team as, as some people put them as, uh, Theo. I think they, they showed themselves to be uh, a stable side that didn't concede a lot, um, only got minus two goals um, in terms of goal difference. And I thought, I think if they had... I didn't think anyone expected them to go far. I think you, you were obviously, you're, you're a fan of Finland and you wanted them to go far, but I don't think anyone expected them to, to really to make that step on to the, to, to the knockout stages. But what do you make of their tournament? And do you think that they can do better in, the, in future tournaments? For them to come to a tournament, to win a game, and to go into the last game having a shot of going through, they couldn't have asked for a better tournament. Defensively, they were really good. I thought Haradeki was hopeless. Um, for them, he, he was he was a calamity. The thing that cost them was that game against Russia. They had a goal disallowed in the fourth minute, um, and then Russia kind of I don't know really I don't really know how that they, 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 they won the game, and that kind of that point would have seen them through. But they can really build on this, knowing that they deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. They were not outshone. They, they they actually finished third in the group. So if a few more results had gone their way. I think they only needed one more team to lose. They would have, they would have gone through. Yeah. So look, they did themselves. I think they did themselves proud. Mm -hmm. um, standout players for me was Glenn Kamara. I thought mm -hmm. he was fantastic for them. And um, Poya Paolo up front. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I thought he was great, but, but well done Finland. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, I actually was a fan um, of one of their players. I'm forgetting what his name is again. I think he's a left back. Is it O'Shaughnessy? He's like, Park. Oh yeah. O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought but he, he actually stood out. Obviously, his name stands out. Not being a proper Finnish, I think he's like part part Irish, must be. Yeah, um, yeah. O'Shaughnessy, yeah. I think he, he actually showed himself to be um, quite an attacking fullback. I was surprised uh, by by his performance. I thought he was he was a solid player and um, got up and 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 really got in the faces of uh, Danny Vass. Uh, when he came on, and who was the other right back? Subar, I think maybe I'm not sure. Um, in in that De Denmark game, I thought he he was a good player as well. Um, but yeah, looking at uh, the other teams in that group, um, we'll we'll cover Belgium 
in a bit. Uh, but Russia, um, I, I've got to say that I'm disappointed um, in Russia. I watched that Belgium Russia game, and I never watched a Russia game after that, to be honest. Um, or did I? I may, may, maybe watch the Denmark, then play Denmark as well. Um, but I got to say that yeah, Russia was just disappointing. They weren't really creative they they didn't really have that spark you said you were a big fan of Juba um and he'd be a a, a, a threat but yeah they, they just weren't threatening at all uh Golovin didn't really show up either they were poor um it didn't help that they changed their goalkeeper after the first game mm-hmm. um it's the problem with them has always been the defense defensively mm-hmm. they are shambolic Mm-hmm. Um, and the players didn't step, step up. I mean, I, I was watching the Finland game, the game mm-hmm. they actually won. Again, they went into the Denmark game knowing they got a point, they'd go mm-hmm. through, and they got beat 4-1 because mm-hmm. players like Alexi Moranchuk, they're good in moments, but mm-hmm. they're lazy. They don't track back. They don't help out, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any real options. So mm-hmm. Russia, again, a very bad tournament, um, and it's they had the home advantage for two games as well. Yeah, but. Yeah. It shows if you can't defend and you've not got a good goalkeeper, you've got no hope of doing anything. Yeah, definitely. So they got what they deserved. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll move on to the next one in Belgium in that group as well. Obviously, nine points from three games as well, as we talked about Italy doing that. But uh, Belgium as well, very comfortable. Romelu Lukaku leading that side uh, up front. Um, I've got to say as well, the likes, I thought their defence wasn't great. Um, that's the one thing I would say about Belgium, but their attack, I've got to say, was was slightly better. Um, De Bruyne obviously coming off the bench does what De Bruyne does, um, and and drags drags them by the scruff of the neck as well as Lukaku, as we mentioned. Um, and Thorgan Hazard, I thought, had a decent tournament out of out of everyone. Um, but again, no Eden Hazard showing up again. He's his career's dead, mate, isn't it? It's really dead in the pan, um, dead in the water, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, he, uh, we'll obviously talk about the, the knockout stages going on. I thought he, I personally was impressed with his performance against um, against Portugal. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the group stage, it was easy for Belgium, straightforward. They didn't yeah. play very well. They're not mm-hmm. functioning well as a team. Um, and they, they eventually got caught out for it. But it was straightforward. That's all we can say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It, it was straightforward. Um, I think personally... Um, obviously, when we talk about the the latter stages, um, I think Bobby Martinez probably his last tournament now, um, and a lot of these players is their last tournament, in my opinion. They need to be. I would, I, re- I would have. I would have had him gone after this, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be refreshed. Um, a lot needs to be done in order to to freshen up the squad as well, and yeah, to to start again because this golden generation, I think, most of it is is now too old and needs to be moved on um, and use the parts that are working well to, to progress uh, forward. Looking at Group C, um, another straightforward team, top of the group, Netherlands. Um, obviously, we'll cover them later on and their manager and how horrific he is. Um, but they were quite fortunate in that first game um, against Ukraine, um, winning 3-2. I, I watched that game and I remember the Ukraine, Ukrainians coming back from 2-0 down. I thought... Yeah, the Ukrainians were really unfortunate not to win that game, weren't they? It was a great game. It was, mm-hmm. it was a brilliant game. It was yeah. one of my favourite of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dutch created a lot of chances that game, uh, but yeah. just defensively, they were pretty shambolic. And um, yeah. the, it was 2 0, it was comfortable. And in the space of five minutes, they were, they were 2 all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was something, something to come. But, but yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. The Dutch were comfortable, the whole group, to be honest. Yeah. They didn't really have any challenge. No. Um, 
So it was uh, them topping the group gave them too much optimism. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I've got to say one, a couple of standout, standout players. Denzel Dumfries, we've mentioned him a couple of times uh, on the podcast. Needs to be getting a move from PSV because yeah. he's been he was fantastic for the Dutch again as a right wing back. Um, really progressive, really attacking in in the uh, opposition's faces. Um, I thought in terms of other players, I thought Frankie Dion was good. I don't think he was amazing. Um, and Gini Vanaldum, I think he was a standout player as well. Um, I was quite disappointed by Memphis Depay. Um, I thought he could have been much better. Seemed a bit just bereft of ideas at points. And Vuk Vekhorst, I thought he was quite poor as well. Missed a lot of chances. Um, and needed to be more clinical indeed. Um, we'll obviously talk about them later in the group a wee bit uh, more. Um, or not in the group, but in the knockout stages. We'll talk about them a bit more. But looking at the other teams, um, we'll talk about Ukraine. Um, I thought they were unfortunate. Um, obviously not to not to go through. If they had got a point out of that um, game against Netherlands, they would have been through. Um, that's just the crux of it. Um, I think it just shows you that one point and one goal decides it sometimes in these tournaments. Well, they obviously went through as a third place team. Oh yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but still, still, yeah, third, they were yeah. lucky. They were the they got the last yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm being um, stupid. Sorry about that. All right. It's, yeah. I thought I thought Ukraine as a whole they. They did enough. Yeah. I don't think they were great, yeah. but they did enough. Yeah. Uh, really impressed with a few of their players. I mm-hmm. thought um, Zinchenko, uh, apps technically unbelievable. He really drove that team. I thought Yaramachuk, I thought Yarmolenko mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Zobnin, the young lad at the back, he was mm-hmm. fantastic. And also, I thought um, when he came on in the second game against Macedonia, when he started and he came on against the Dutch, mm-hmm. um, Shapanenko. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So they did yeah. enough. They weren't great, though. They weren't great. No, de- no, definitely not great. Um, apologies to our listeners there. I was thinking of Slovakia for some reason, um, off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, Ukraine. I thought the likes of uh, Yaramchuk up top. Um, he really offered that presence up there. But Yarmolenko, um, bit of a comeback this tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, people. He was the forgotten man. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he was. He's absolutely brilliant. Again, yeah. dumb defending. I mean, the goal he scored against uh, Holland, you literally, you go into meetings, you'll be like, look, lads, Yomalenko gets the ball. Don't let him cut inside on his left foot because he, yeah. he will bend it into the top corner. Yeah. Okay, hold my beer. <laughs> Curls it into the top corner. Yeah. So, no, uh, I was really happy to see him because I've always thought he was, especially yeah. when he was younger, he was an unbelievable player. Yeah. He was. Mm-hmm, definitely and yeah probably need to move leave uh west ham probably uh, just, i don't know where he goes but yeah he's, he's an older player um uh, maybe back to dynamo kiev might be a, a decent option for him um looking at the other teams austria obviously went through as well uh with six points um yeah i just don't know Austria's just one of those teams that yeah it didn't really impress at all i've got to see even though they got six points I thought they were fortunate um, against North Macedonia, didn't they? Was it a two-one win or something? Wasn't it? Three-one, um, yeah. But it could have been. It was. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah it was an interesting one. Um, you thought? No, I think when I was watching, I remember. Was it North Macedonia got a penalty? They scored it, and then they looked like they could have had another couple of opportunities. And I remember um, watching part of that game and thinking North Macedonia could even get a point here. I knew they weren't going to go through, obviously, but um, even if they got a point, I think that would have been quite embarrassing for Austria. Um, Considering North Macedonia got zero points, um, but yeah, do you think that Austria? Do you think they can do 
um, more in tournaments? Do you think that this is, it was quite lucky that they got six points? They were very lucky. Uh, and when, when you look at it, obviously we'll discuss a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact they, overall, they, they look at that as a very good tournament, yeah. um, very good tournament for them. Mm-hmm. It's just the manager was clueless. I mean, mm-hmm. um, the, he was playing David Alaba at centre-back or, you know, when, when he's their most creative player. I thought Sabitzer was rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I thought, I just thought the whole whole team, mm-hmm. other than Baumgartel and um, Alaba were, and Conrad Liner played really well. Um, yeah. And but, I'd, but, Stephen, I'd, I'd say Stefan Liner as well. I thought he was yeah, Liner, Liner, sorry. And, and um, Schlager Sh- as well. Schlager, uh, yeah. They play well. So they had a few decent players. Yeah. As a team, mm-hmm. as a team, they were, I thought, other than that Italy game, which we'll talk about, I thought yeah. they were rubbish. Yeah, yeah. They were quite fortunate to score um, the goals they did, I think. I think their attacks a bit a bit lacklustre as well uh, in that team. Um, quick shout out to North Macedonia. I'll let you shout North Macedonia out. Um, zero points. Uh, minus six goal difference. Yeah, they're just a dwarf in quality, isn't that? It's a shame. It's a shame. I think overall, when you look at it, they actually could have had a better tournament because yeah. they were unlucky against Austria. They were unlucky against Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, for them to get to the tournament, to score a goal, mm-hmm. they were the smallest country there. Fair play to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we'll move on to, to Group D um, and we'll go with the team that I support. Um, Scotland um, so yeah I think Scotland Theo I'll get your opinion first do you think that first game was crucial um, in terms of them not qualifying then that the, the embarrassment of uh, the Czech Republic game I thought the first goal for Schick was a is a really good header but why we're we not stopping the cross and second goal just I, I don't know what to say because David Marshall what is he doing um, and also Jack Hendry we having that shot um, but yeah do you think that first game really decided it for Scotland Absolutely, absolutely. And again, the fault lies with the manager because when he changed to two up front, like mm-hmm. he did against England, mm-hmm. you're a 10 times better team. Um, Scotland, in my opinion, I have to say, I thought it was a shocking tournament for Scotland. Mm. I really do. Mm. I thought the first game against Czech Republic, mm-hmm. that had to be at least a point. Mm-hmm. Against England, you outplayed you, you outplayed England. Yeah, fact, yeah, almost it, deserved the win. I would say, I, I would say, almost yeah, deserved it. You honest. were the better team. Mm-hmm. I thought a draw. Both teams probably couldn't argue with a draw. No. Scotland would have been the more uh, disappointed. Mm-hmm. But the problem was against Croatia. Again, mm-hmm. it was just a Luka Modric show. He dictated yeah, the game, yeah, and again, yeah. it happens. The game that cost Scotland was the first game, uh, mm-hmm. as you said, Jordan. I mean, look, it's a freak goal by Patrick Schick, but it should not be happening. It should, it should not be it happening. Should be, yeah. No, it should. But again, look, at least just scored a goal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If we didn't score, I think I would be more embarrassed, um, to say the least. But I've got to say that it's the defence again. We've we've mentioned that if you don't have a good defence, you're not going to qualify. Um, and I've got to say that our centre backs, as well in that in that Croatia game, you know, we're talking obviously Luka Modric having the show, but once Grant Hanley got injured and Scott McKenna comes in, you see the difference in quality. And Scott McKenna is just not there. Um, he, he he really wasn't really up to task to come on. Um, and I, I don't blame him at all. I don't I don't blame him. Uh, because I don't think it's his fault for not being good enough. Um, and Croatia was was fantastic. But I've got to say that we just let them play their 
play their game, play the tempo, uh, Croatia in that game. Um, obviously, you're talking about like the the Czech Republic game. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I just, I'd, I, it's one of those that it's just like mistakes cost you, and if if you're gonna be your own downfall in terms of what David Marshall had done, I, I don't know what he was thinking because I know that. It's a, you're saying it's obviously a feet goal and a lot of people were saying it's goal of the tournament and it is a good shot to hit from that distance and still score but if a goalkeeper's in net he doesn't shoot does he? No. So, it's so, such, it's yeah. an incredible goal but it's so avoidable. It's, yeah. it's the most avoidable it really goal is. ever. I yeah. think for me what, what cost Scotland mm-hmm. was Clark's lack of courage in mm-hmm. the first game and also in his team selection. David Marshall Right. Yes, he was the hero for Serbia, but mm-hmm. he, he was dropped by Derby at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He should not have started in goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Che Adams. Why is Lyndon Dykes ahead of him? Dykes, you know, he works hard. I think. Sure. I, th- I think. I. I. I like the two up top. I think Dykes is that hold up player. But when he played and, the and one, think... when he played the one in the first game, mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been Dykes. No, it, it should have been Adams. Well, he should have just been both of them. He shouldn't have yeah, played Christie. Uh, almost, he almost shouldn't have played Christie. Um, as as that yeah. as that cam. I think if you're then you're going to play Christie, I would have put Christie behind them too, or or something like that. And but then the system just he's playing a five back, so you've got that lack in midfield. Then, um, yeah, just to to mention for Scotland as well. Um, I thought Billy Gilmore stood out in that England game. Um, I think if he was in the midfield against Croatia, might have had a chance. Um, I've got to say that I've pro- I was proven wrong. Um, he is a, he is a good player, Billy Gilmore. I thought his inexperience didn't show, um, and he, he is a good player. Um, but I've got to say that yeah, I just t- our team's not quite there yet. Um, I've got to say. Um, move on to the next team. To also t- talk about Czech Republic next. Um, Czech Republic, a really good team indeed. Patrick Schick leading them from the front. Uh, they've got Suchek in the middle. Uh, Sufal uh, right wing back. But they have a few more players. Who? What other players stood out for you then, Theo? Though yeah, Vak- Vaklik was absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. in mm-hmm. goal. Definitely, he was. He was brilliant. Surprised because uh, Sevilla, uh, he's he's a free agent now because he's Sevilla, moved. He has moved. Where's, where's he gone to? to? Olympiacos. He's moved to. Oh right, okay, that's yeah. it. Interesting choice in his career. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, if, again after but, having that tournament, you think that more clubs would have been after his signature. You, you would absolutely. I mean, I was, I was so impressed with, with mm-hmm. um, Massapust mm-hmm. uh, in mid- midfield. Yeah. He, he right, was right brilliant. Pitch, yeah. I thought Thomas Callas and Saluska at the back were mm-hmm. units. Saluska used to play for someone. I remember when he was on loan at us one point, like six years ago. He was garbage, and then it, I just seen him like. What? It's like I'm just watching him, just like he's he's a rock. They were they mate, they were they're a brilliant team. But the yeah. one thing for them which yeah. was brilliant is Sparta Prague. Mm-hmm. Sparta Prague last year in the Europa League, especially, they were unreal. Mm-hmm. About six or seven of those players playing the Czech team mm-hmm. and the, the, the chemistry the Czech Republic for me were, were one of the standout teams of the group stage. Mm-hmm. They were they, when they beat Scotland, they'd qualified for the next round and yeah. You know, they they were probably. I reckon they were the best team in the group overall. I think they were mm-hmm. definitely, definitely the case. Um, in my opinion as well, I've got to say that Patrick Chick, he's he's writing for a move. I'd say, um, obviously he's at Bayer Leverkusen the now, 
Um, but I've got to say that a few Premier League teams and West Ham stands out to me as a club that should be looking at someone like Patrick Schick. They've got obviously uh, Sufal and Suchek in their in their team, and I think they've been rumoured to be after Patrick Schick as well. So I think that'd be a really good move from them, their part, their point of view. Um, but we'll cover them more in in the the knockout stages. Um, going on to Croatia, um, I thought Croatia they were just. A quality in that third game it stood out, but against England, I thought that game was. I watched that game and it was poor from both sides. To be honest, I thought both sides were lucky not to just be a nil-nil because it was that boring. To be to be to be perfectly honest, I think you could agree that it it was probably boring to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, Croatia were. They just they didn't have the spark, and it's what happens mm-hmm. because of the fact that. Last tournament, they got to the final. Yeah. So do it again. It was a lot different. of players are getting older as well, I think, as well. They did enough. And when you look at it, their performance, it wasn't great, but mm-hmm. they finished second in the group. They yeah. found a way to get through. So yeah. there's not really, there was no real, other than Modric, there was no real standout players. No. I thought they were pretty rubbish, but they did enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely the case, definitely. Uh, indeed. Uh, we'll move on to, to your team, England. Obviously, we'll cover them later in, in the tournament, but in the group stages in particular, I don't think they were great. I think they were fortunate to get seven points indeed. I think that last game, um, when you're only scoring two goals in the group stages, um, very fortunate, wouldn't you say? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clinical, I guess. You know, yeah. we, we, we yeah. did what we need to. We didn't concede a goal. Defensively, yeah. we were, I thought we were, we were good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Calvin Phillips and Raheem Sterling were the players of the, the group stage for, for yeah. us. But mm-hmm. when you look at it, we beat a poor Croatia side. Scotland mm-hmm. outplayed us and Czech Republic, it was a better performance, but mm-hmm. wasn't great. Well, it yeah. didn't give me much optimism, mate, mm-hmm. but we yeah. won the group without playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say we were great because we were, we were average. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say as well, and, and we'll go this into the later stages as well. Um, your opinion of Raheem Sterling, obviously he's the guy that got you the two goals. Very good. Got you the goals, did what you needed to, but when you consider, do you think his intention to go to ground is is a problem for England? Because it feels like any time he gets a chance, sometimes he always looks to go to ground at points. There's there's at times when he just thinks, I'm going to go to ground, try and get a penalty. And, and I know players, that you, 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 it's, it's a part of the game now where they do it and they try and get an advantage to their team. But sometimes it feels like Sterling in particular looks to do it and try and obviously tries and tricks the ref almost in a way because at some points it happens and in my opinion if 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 he does it and it doesn't come off and he looks like he's diving when it actually does get clipped and he and obviously we'll go to the Denmark game later on but when he actually does get clipped it might not be given because of obviously some some things he does do you think what's your opinion of that Think yeah, to answer that question, yeah. I think the ninety percent of players are the same. I think the majority of players they go to ground too easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiro Immobile. I mean, yeah, 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 seen yeah, that yeah. Meme of, That is hilarious. That meme of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it is hilarious that that Immobile scene um, that happened um, in in that, that that game is hilarious. Um, but got to say that when you look at um yeah I, I think it's it's obviously come more common now um with with many players to be honest not just Raheem Sterling but 
when, when I see him, it, it just it, it comes across to me that he's in particular the one player that you just always see going down. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's one of those. So moving back on to to, to Group E, um, we've got obviously Sweden, Spain, Slovakia, and Poland. We'll go with Poland, Theo. Um, with Poland, it's just you, you you called it to be honest. It's poor. They're they're not a great team in tournaments. Um, Lewandowski very quiet. Didn't he get? Was it one goal? I think he scored, and that was about it really. Um, I think it's just yeah. They, they're they're not a team that's got much quality. Um, apart from their main number nine, and even then you can see that when he's at Bayern Munich, he's supported by world-class players, whereas at Poland, he's not, is he? No. He produced one world-class moment, which was his goal against Spain. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were fantastic against Spain. They got mm-hmm. themselves into that position. Mm-hmm. It was just sandwiched between a very poor result against Slovakia yeah. and then a very poor result against Sweden. So they're not a good side. They don't play good football. They don't have any transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's no surprise they finished bottom of the group. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it, apart from... Lewandowski's goal is there anyone else that stands out to you that can maybe push them onwards or do you see anything that can can really drive them on as a, as a nation I, I can't yeah. <laughs> I can't I mean they had a very promising youngster uh, who signed for Leicester about three years ago called Kaputska yeah Kaputska uh, yeah. good player didn't feature for Leicester and I think he's kicking about a very obscure league at the moment or might be back home the mm-hmm. thing with the Polish players is if they don't make it they often end up in in the smaller leagues. Or the Polish um, league, we're back at the Polish yeah. league. Yeah, I, I don't see much you've coming through. They, they, they're going through a bit of a difficult time at the moment, but the fact that they're continuing to qualify for these tournaments means that they're doing something something right, obviously. Yeah, yeah, definitely the case. Um, moving on to, to third place in Slovakia, unfortunate um, not to make it through, but do you think there's anyone that stands out for them? And do you think that... They done okay in this tournament. Obviously, they, they did get minus five goal difference, but they did get that win over over Poland. Um, and yeah, I thought they were quite unfortunate not to do slightly better. They threw it all away. They threw it all away, um, and it was all because of the manager's tactics against Sweden. Mm-hmm. Because that game against Sweden, they were playing for a point. Sweden were playing for a win, and Sweden mm-hmm. soccer punched them at the end. Mm-hmm. And I, it was shocking because. Against Slovakia, they've got, uh, sorry, against Sweden, they've got good players. Yeah. I think Duda is a very, very good player. He mm-hmm. always has been. Um, Robert Mack produces mm-hmm. quality moments. Yeah. Hamsik's orchestrating. They've got mm-hmm. a good team. Um, and obviously, Skriniar at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, they shot themselves in the foot. And that, re- realistically, if they had only lost 1-0 to Spain, mm-hmm. they probably would have progressed. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely the case. Um, yeah, well, we'll move on to the to the top two teams, Spain. Um, obviously, we'll cover them more in in the chat about um, the the knockouts. But do you think that Spain are are a nation that are going through a bit of a transition at the moment? Do you think that's the reason that they're a bit inconsistent at times? Um, and do you think there's any standouts for them? Obviously, I'm a huge fan of uh, Danny Olmo. I think he's a a class player um pedri i think he made obviously the the team of the tournament and we'll talk about him more later on um but do you think there's anyone else that stands out for them and do you think there's anyone that stands out in the wrong way for them yeah i mean spain in the in the group stage they were a uh, i thought i thought spain were fantastic if they had an, a, a goal scorer spain would have won that group easily yeah. Um, they were this dispatch. I have to apologise to Luis Enrique. I thought his team were sensational um, throughout the tournament, uh, especially attacking wise. Yeah, players 
Pedri up there, yeah, player of the tournament, mm-hmm. easily. Uh, absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. player. He's yeah. up there in the top three, no question about it. Yeah. Um, I thought um, I thought Jordi Alba was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. I thought Busquets, I thought Azpilicueta, when he came into the team, especially in the knockouts, was great. Yeah. I, I wasn't impressed with uh, Unai Simon, uh, as we know. I was probably a bit bit harsh on him when I was texting yeah, you about yeah, it, yeah. obviously. But um, I was just disappointed because mm-hmm. you know I expect I expect I wanted the best for him, sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously he's my kid and all that. Um, but yeah, Spain Spain did yeah. Spain were just missing that final touch, mm-hmm. and they were unfortunate for them. They came up against a team who they they know how to they know how to get through uh, group stages. Mm-hmm. They de- they definitely do. Um, with with Unai Simon, and, uh, and we'll go back to it, um, and it more so obviously in the penalty shootouts. Um, I think he's he's unfortunate at times because I think he he, he was he was really good um, at the crucial moments in penalty shootouts. Um, I thought he he saved Spain quite a lot, um, but at times he did make a couple couple of howlers. So he has to be held accountable for those mistakes that he's making. But at other times he is saving them at points. It's it's one of these where I think it is his first tournament. I would like to see him given another chance as the main number one for Spain. I think he he deserves another opportunity uh, to be that number one. I don't think there's anyone else that stands out at the moment. Davide getting older, Kepa's average, um, and there's no one else that's really standing out at the moment that deserves that that opportunity in goals. So I think Unai Simon, I hope he gets another opportunity because I do think he is a quality goalkeeper. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be a wee bit biased because I, I do rate him at Bilbao. Um, but I've got to say that he is a good goalkeeper and he did save them times at times in this tournament. Um, moving on to, to the next team, Sweden. Um, very impressive as well. Um, I think they, obviously, as you said, they went for it. They didn't settle for draws. They went for wins. Obviously, they, they, they lacked a man in Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, who was meant to actually go in the end to this tournament, but obviously injury prevailed um, and it meant that he couldn't go. Um, do you think if they had Zlatan, they would have then done better in this tournament, uh, Theo? Or do you think that they they deserve credit, these players, for, for, for performing as well as they did? I, I think they only did well because they didn't have Zlatan. Um, mm. I think Sweden play better when they don't have Zlatan. I really do. Mm. I thought uh, Emil Forsberg was unbelievable mm-hmm. at points in the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Alexander Isaac was a mixed mm-hmm. bag. Some mm-hmm. games he looked a world beater. Uh, other games he was a bit shocking. Yeah. But um, Sweden as a unit defensively, I thought Lindelof played exceptionally. I thought mm-hmm. Robin Olsen in goal was a, a, a man mountain. Mm-hmm. They thoroughly deserved to mm-hmm. win the group. They Definitely. thoroughly deserve to win the group. Mm-hmm. And they are such a difficult team to play because... Mm-hmm. They've just, they're just, they're just good. They're just a good mm-hmm. team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As you mentioned, Lindelof, I think he had a tournament of his life, to be honest. And and if they had went further in the in the tournament, probably would have got in the team of the tournament because I thought he was that good uh, in this in the Sweden team, um, a real leader, and showed that he probably has still a future at Man United, in my opinion. I've been a big critic of his. Um, because I think that there is better other defenders out there, but showed that he is a quality centre-back indeed um, in in this team. A, a real leader, wasn't he? Yeah, you know I'm a fan of Lindelof. I, for some reason, he's pointed as the weak link at Man United. Well, not, not the truth at all. Lindelof's a very good defender. Mm-hmm. Again, I think he looked very good in a in a five because Switzerland played 
kind of a five. Mm. I think he looked very good in that. Um, and his leadership qualities is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Lindelof, great tournament for him. And, um, yeah, we're feeling good about him, so. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, well, I think that wraps up Group E quite well there, Theo. Moving on to Group F, the last group, um, Hungary. Um, we'll go to them first. Very unfortunate not to even make it out this group, uh, to be honest. Um, I thought they could have done it. Obviously, against France, very unfortunate not to beat France. Um, and, yeah, a few other games in there. Um, was it the Germany game they, they almost came up? Uh, Trumps as well. So, um, yeah, what do you make of them this tournament? I think if they had Shabotchlai, they could have maybe done it. The great entertainers, the great entertainments. Yeah, they, they they were great. They were great value. Um, you know, they they came so close to beating Portugal. They only got beat in the last ten minutes, and it was so unfair. Drew with France, yeah. drew with Germany. Fair play. What a team. What a bunch of support. Um, and I thought they had some really good individual performances. I thought the lad who plays for Freiburg. Ronald Sal- Salai? Yeah, it's Roland Sal- Salai. Sal- Roland I-, I thought he was wicked. I, I think he thought he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, the front man, the big front man up top, Cesar Salai, whatever his name is. <laughs> he, I think he only scored, he only scored one Sh- goal. Yeah, he scored one goal this season and, and he scored in, in the Euros. And the lad in midfield, um, let me just uh, get his name for you. I watch him every single tournament for Hungary and I think to myself, how on earth is this guy not playing for a decent team? Like I watch him and everything he does is unreal. Mm. Let me just tell you who it is. Yeah, it's Klein Heisler. Klein Heisler in midfield. Mm. I think he's wicked. I've never seen him have a, anything other than an 8 out of 10 game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just a joy to watch. But mm. yeah, they added a lot to the tournament. And shout out to the fans. I mean, it was brilliant watching the home games when they had 60,000 fans in. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely indeed. Really, really brought a good atmosphere, those fans did. Um, looking at the other teams, Portugal, um, I think very fortunate, uh, to be honest. Ronaldo, again, um, proved to be the difference for them. Um, and they only came third. But yeah, as you said, they could have easily have, have not made it if Hungary had, had done the business against Germany um, or well them or Germany to be honest um, it would have been Germany that would have dropped out but yeah I think that, that both them and Germany um, and France I, th- I don't think any of the big boys I think that proved to be their downfall the big boys um, all being in a group with each other um, it didn't help at all um, so I've got to say that apart from Ronaldo I don't really think many stood out for them Guerrero I think was okay I think he was probably the other player that stood out in my opinion um, but no one else really stood out for me wouldn't you say um, yeah I agreed I think Renato Sanchez uh, at stages looked uh, looked a good player as well um, he played very well I, I thought they were really poor I really do I thought they were they, because I just don't think he picked the right team the right lineup or anything Ronaldo was kind of carrying the team. Um, I thought Jan Martinho, mm-hmm. when he started and came on, yeah. he, he was probably one of their best players as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was not impressed. I thought Patricio was hopeless as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Indeed, I thought Patricio was really poor. And you've seen he's moved on to Roma as well. So um, obviously been let go by Wolves as well. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, Germany, again, I thought they were fortunate against Hungary. But breaking down the Germans, I thought, the game against France, they were unfortunate. Um, I've got to say that that game was that could, game could have gone either way, uh, to be honest. Um, when I look at them, I think that 
they are going through a transition. I think now under Hansi Flick, it'll be quite interesting to see how they get on, see how they incorporate this new, young, youthful talent. Um, I think Thomas Muller was shocking. Um, I thought he was very average. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the, the group stages later on in the England game um, that they played. But I thought, to be honest, he had a really poor tournament. Um, when I look at it, I thought the likes of Neuer wasn't as commanding. Um, and just, yeah, playing Kimmich at right back, it just doesn't make sense at all, does it? You don't play one of the best central midfielders at right back, do you, for you? No, you, you don't. It, it, it was clueless at times. The, the positives that came out of it, I thought Robin Goosens was unbelievable yeah, yeah. against Portugal in that yeah. game. I thought it was a game of his life. I thought Kai Havertz was exceptional as well. Mm-hmm. I thought Kai Havertz was their best player by a country mile. But yeah. I just think that the, the, the lack of quality they had on the bench. I mean, Leroy Sané, they brought him on. He didn't change anything. Mm. Um, I just thought he he's just got the wrong blend I don't even think Max mm-hmm. Hummel should have been playing as well mm. um, as well they, but they did enough they, I mean they finished finished second in their group mm-hmm. which you know is a success really and I don't think they were the worst team in their group I, I, I think they they did better than France and Portugal in my opinion mm. yeah yeah so probably the, one of the better teams in their group yeah um, I think with Germany do you think they're going to do well with Hansi Flick then do you think that he's going to bring a different style to them um, obviously I think he's, he's done Decent at Bayern, um, but do you think that's because it is Bayern that that that, that the quality is there for from him and a man managerial point of view? Do you think that him as a manager, you've never been a huge fan of him, um, but do you think that he'll bring maybe a different style to them? He will bring a different style, which is needed. But I I I, I question. I've always questioned his managerial credentials. Mm-hmm. I really have. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be a, a good indicator uh, of what he can do. But he needs to be ruthless. Mm. He needs to get rid of the deadwood there. And I, I also mean the deadwood youngsters as well. Mm, true, true. Um, looking at the, the next team, France, um, I think they're just, I think they were on a hype train. And, and you gave um, credit to, to Deschamps, but I think his selection in terms of players was poor. Um, and I think you have to agree that picking the same team almost that he did for the World Cup it just tells you everything, um, in my opinion. And personally, um, I think he's got the World Cup and that's it. I think he, he needs to, there needs to be a change soon. Um, and I think, obviously, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of Zidane, but I could see Zidane going into that job easily. Um, whether that should be the case or not is, is, is up for debate and whether there's other options out there. I think there will, is, there will be. Um, but when I look at, I think, Deschamps picking the same players, it just, it just had the sense that it wasn't going to be a good tournament at all, wasn't it? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I can't defend Deschamps at all. Mm-hmm. I thought they were uninspiring. I thought they, against against Germany, I, I don't even think they got out of first gear at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest mistake he made was picking Benzema because mm-hmm. it changes the way they play. Mm-hmm. They don't play with two strikers and Bappe was not the focal point, mm-hmm. you know? Griezmann is a shadow of the player he was anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Pogba had a good tournament. He did mm-hmm. have a good tournament. Yeah. And one of but the goals in the tournament as well. I, I'm shocked to see Rabiot in that team as well. I yeah. don't know how he got in. What, what's what's going on there? How, how's he making the team? Mr. Suzoko's in there. Instead of Ndombele, I, I, just, I just don't... And I mean, I like I like Luca Dina. I think he's a very good fullback. Mm-hmm. But Theo Hernandez. 
Theo Hernandez is better. Yeah. And why is he not playing? So Deschamps' selection was weird. There's just, as I say with the French, they're either great or they're rubbish. Mm-hmm. And there's never an in-between with them. And I, I thought they were really poor. I really do in the group stage. I, I don't really, I didn't really see them play any good football. They were very lucky against Hungary. They didn't perform against Germany and against Portugal. Well, it was too all. So they were lucky to win that group yeah, with four yeah. points. Definitely, definitely the case. Um, do you think? Do you think Deschamps has got one more tournament? Then do you think that France, because they won the World Cup, they'll they'll give them the next World Cup? It's, it's simply because World... of the proximity between now and then. That's mm-hmm. why. If it was yeah. two years away, he be gone but because of that difference I wouldn't be surprised if he stays there because of the qualifying campaign still underway mm-hmm. he will stay and it's bought a lot of managers more time mm-hmm. definitely definitely the case anyway um, I think what we'll do is we'll wrap up here because um, I know you need to get going Theo um, but what we'll do is we'll cover um, in part two we'll just keep it as one episode I think and we'll um, and we'll go back to it as in part two um, and we'll cover the rest um, of the knockout stages of the campaign. Um, but this was our breakdown of the groups. Um, we hope you enjoyed uh, the breakdown of the groups. And yeah, tell us your thoughts uh, in our comment section. Um, or yeah, hit us up on Instagram what you thought of the tournament. Do you think that there was some surprises in there? Um, I think we've got to say that there, there really was. Um, but what's your opinion? And do you think that there's some teams that didn't really uh, show themselves uh, any any favour um, at all? So, yeah, guys, thank you very much for, for listening to this section of the pod. And, yeah, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, um, on podbean.com, uh, on iTunes and Spotify. And make sure you get us followed on there. Thank you again, Theo, for, for, for being my co-host again for this section. Okay. Yeah, no problem, mate. Um, And anyway, we'll say bye to you for now, listeners, and we'll catch you in a bit. Bye for now.